0: It is Dean Z, uh, and I'm here for a file reading episode. I haven't done one of these in a while. I hope I remember how to do them. Um, I think I was staying away from doing them because I was reading so many actual files that needed decisions that I couldn't uh, quite bear to add um, one on that I didn't have to already be reading. But now I am at the time of the season uh, where most of the files have been read, and the pressure is a little lighter that way. So. We're back with file reading. I will also tell you that I have admissions cat on my lap. So um, we'll see how long he stays there if he starts causing trouble. Let us hope not. Okay, as a, let's begin by looking at the resume, which is always my favorite part to begin. This candidate, two things leap out at me right away. First of all, she went to Smith College, which is a, a women's college in Massachusetts, a it's an excellent liberal arts institution. Um, so I know she had a very solid um, undergrad educational experience, but I also know it is a women's college. Um, and I, I really, among the sort of institutions that I think are extra special, there are not many of them in, um, in not many candidates coming from these kinds of institutions. So don't feel like, oh no, Dean Zierfass only likes to admit people from women's colleges um, because I could not fill a class that way. So don't worry about that. But I love to see people who went to women's colleges. I also love to see HBCUs. Um, I think it is really interesting when people um, take themselves out of the, you know, go go into a um, particular educational environment that is focused on, one particular aspect of society so you you know you it makes you step back and really think about how we are socialized on issues of race if you're in hbcu or on issues of gender if you're at a women's college uh not that you can't do that in other places but it's a really special kind of environment and i am biased i went to a women's college i felt like it was excellent preparation for a career that is you know was certainly very male-dominated when i went to law school um and remains well much less so but remains male-dominated today. Um, so I, I thought it was a a wonderful strengthening experience. So I like to see that, but I also see the other thing that jumps out at me is that, uh, she puts very prominently at the top, uh, what her cumulative GPA is. It's not great. It's 3.0. Um, not terrible, God knows, but not, you know, not something you maybe are wanting to put prominently out there advertising. Now it's tricky because you don't want to, Obviously I'm going to see your GPA, it's on your law school report. Uh, You don't want to pretend that it doesn't exist. But when you are putting your application materials together, you want to, you know, kind of highlight the positives um, and you don't want to attempt to hide the negatives, but you wouldn't want to shine a spotlight on on them. And because I see the GPA information elsewhere, I I would personally not make this choice about putting it so prominently. at the top of her resume. Um, And I also see here that she majored in poli-sci, which is interesting. She wrote a thesis, which I always like to see because theses are hard and most people don't do them. And so I think that is like a special added something. And it was on the topic of abortion access in Mississippi. Um, So interesting. Uh, She also did study abroad in Germany. Um, she ne- moves next to her work experience. Uh, now, sometimes people will tell you on a resume, spoiler alert, she has a lot of work experience. We'll get to that in a second. Sometimes people will tell you if you're more than a couple years out of college, you should start with your work experience and put, you know, your education further down. And I think that makes sense, um, if you're applying for a job, because people are most interested in, in your work experience when you're applying for a job. But when you're applying for um, further education, I think, I do think it makes sense to keep your education up there at the top and then go into your experience. Also, unlike an employer who looks at your resume for like three seconds, uh, we're gonna be spending a little more time on it. So it's not quite as imperative that uh, you just put the important stuff at the top. We're gonna read that whole page, and second page too, if you have one of those. Okay, so interestingly, I see that she is a marketing manager for a company here in Ann Arbor, which is unusual. In general, Ann Arbor is you know has a lot of different businesses, but mostly our applicants are not coming from Ann Arbor. And if they are in Ann Arbor, it's because they're in their senior year at the University of Michigan undergrad. Um, so I like to see this. This is uh, someone who already knows Ann Arbor, which um, is, You know, a little bit of a a mystery to those of you who have not spent time here. People don't really know what to think of, you know, when they think of Ann Arbor. Um, And so I, I like that she knows it. So that kind of makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. I note here, I said she's a marketing manager for this company. And she, before that, was a marketing specialist. Now, she has divided up those two titles. They were at the same company. But she's put it down as two separate entries on her resume which is suboptimal for me to understand that she's been at one company for a total of about five and a half years. What you really should do, if you want to emphasize that, you're, that you've been at this company for a while, you've laid down roots and that you've been there long enough, it suggests that they like you too. That is something that I'm, I'm noting if you've been at a place for a while. You should put the company at the top and then underneath, you know, break out your positions, you know, put the company and your years that you've been there and then later specify what the positions were and how long you held each of them. So I am impressed that she has uh, risen in her career, taken on progressively uh, more important responsibilities so that now she is a manager and that she has been there for a long time. She also had one job for about six months before that uh, looks like shortly after graduation, uh, where she was also a marketing associate for another company in the same industry, we'll call it the security industry. Um, and so, I, I like that. That's, that means that someone has, a, you know, compiled a fair amount of knowledge about a particular area and field, uh, and they will be bringing that knowledge with them to law school, uh, and that will have you know, that has a role to play in the classroom conversation in ways that I don't necessarily can't anticipate, but it just tell like, this is someone with a lot of information to share. So I like that. I also see, uh, that she does give me some of her summer jobs when she was at Smith. She was an organizer for NARAL for a summer. Um, she worked for a media company for a summer. Uh, and she, interestingly, had a three-year position working for the Smith Campus Police as a student administrator. Um, I like that. Uh, That's, you know, there's a lot uh, uh, to be criticized about the role of police. Um, And I think it is really useful, though, in that, you know, and that's obviously a, a... Uh, debate that has a lot of um, relevance to law school. I think it is helpful in any debate if you have people from multiple points of view and someone, I don't know what her point of view would be on the question of, say, defund police, but it's someone who, again, has a lot of background knowledge, which that is useful. She also tells me a little bit about what she did um, at college, you know, in... um, For extracurriculars. She spent looks like a year um, working for the radio station. Um, She was part of a campus-wide diversity initiative. She was an RA for a year, uh, which I think that is hard work, so kudos to her. Um, And then she volunteered uh, as a tutor in a couple of uh, Boston housing projects. Uh, Smith is near Boston. So, um, yeah, that is all very interesting. So now we are going to her essays. You know what, actually, let's not go to her essays. Now we will go to her law school report. Let me get to that, yes. All right, so. We've already mentioned that she had a 3.0 at Smith. And in fact, so uh, maybe this is why she chose to put it on her resume. She, she tells me she had a 3.07. I just rounded it down. Um, but it actually, the way the Law School Admissions Council calculates her GPA, it's actually coming out as a 2.97. So just below 3.0. Now, is there an important difference between and 2.97 in terms of her ability to do the work? No, I do not think there is, but there is a marketing difference, and she's a marketing person, so she probably thought, you know, I want to put it in their head that I have a above a 3.0 instead of slightly below a 3.0, and so that makes a little more sense now. She took the LSAT also three times. Um, She her first score actually she took it four times she's canceled one um uh people often ask me like what about canceling it's fine if you I, you know if you t- cancel 20 times I'll, I'll start wondering but one cancel it's like i don't even notice it you can see that i i said she took it three times because i thought three scores but i i didn't my eye passed right over that cancel her first score was a 153 her second was a 155 and her last and highest score is a 159. Um, now 159 is, you know, our median last year was a 169. So 159 is below our median, but it is not at a level, uh, that I, uh, you know, I'm on red alert. Like I, I don't think this person can do the work. Um, so there, you know, there's a couple different things that I'm thinking about when I'm looking at an LSAT. Uh, one is, do, do, do I think it is, reflects someone who has sort of the academic horsepower background that they, uh could do the work? Is it, is it a red flag? And do I need to be looking for something to make me feel better about their abilities? Um, and so it's, you know, that's two different ways of thinking about it. And then there's also just like, how many people could I admit below my median and still maintain my target median? Um, So the latter is a a much smaller question. You know, I have, I I have said in other episodes that, you know, roughly, well, I don't know, actually about 10% of the people I admit have an LSAT and a GPA that is below our median. Um, So this would be one of those people if I choose to admit her. Um, And... So my question is, do, you know, do, do I want her? Does she have enough about her that makes me think, yeah, I really want her. So right now I'm pretty, I like her because she, you know, I, I, I liked her undergraduate experience and notwithstanding the, the GPA itself. I liked, um, she had studied study abroad uh, in Germany. That was nice. Um, I, I liked a lot her work experience. Um, that's probably the thing that I, I most like. And I like that she had a variety of uh, volunteer experience and, you know, did, did a bunch of different stuff. So I'm kind of inclined and I like, I like that she's been out for a significant amount of time. Like that's someone who's mature. That's someone who's going to be bringing a, a sense of, you know, a very clear sense of purpose. She wouldn't be going to law school now. She wouldn't be going from one career to the career of law school unless she put some thought into it and was really ready to be here so i am inclined in her favor but i am not insensible to the fact that it you know the 159 and the 3.0 um are below our medians and that she's taken the lsat well she took it four times she has three scores i the more you take the lsat the less valuable the high score is um i look at all those scores i tend to put most weight on the high score but if you're taking it over and over again and only going up a little bit, um, it, it, it diminishes the value of the high score. Uh, and if you've taken it a ton of times, which I wouldn't say four is a ton of times, um, it's sort of right on the edge. Five is maybe starting to be a ton of times. But if you're taking it, um, let's say five or more times, like I'm really dubious about wh- why, did, why did you need to take it that many times? What was going on there? Um, so she's not quite there. But I'm noting it. All right, and next we have her LSAT writing samples. Um, I will not go into de- detail about those this video because it's not thrilling, but I will tell you um, that she did do a good and coherent job, and she has uh, very strong writing skills based on what I can tell from these essays from you know which I don't spend a ton of time reading but you know I I did look at these and she took it seriously which is one thing I care about um admissions cat is not enjoying me changing moving these papers I keep hitting his ear and it's clicking anyway all right uh so here is her um transcript from Smith now I've mentioned in other videos that we don't usually do a ton of deep dive into the transcript. But when someone has a 3.0, like you know, a, a, a very low end of, of the GPAs, you know, I admit below GPAs of people below 3.0 every year, um, but I don't admit a ton of them. So, you know, is this person special? Let's see. What's the deal with her GPA? She started out fine with. Um, and B pluses, but she got a C plus in an econ class. Next semester, better, bunch of A minuses, then more B's, A's and B's, one really mixed semester here where she both got an A minus in a seminar, but then got a C plus in geology and a C in Spanish. Um, So She's kind of all over. map here here's a withdrawal from an astronomy class astronomy is really hard um so i get that um you took a couple pass fails here again science courses computer science another astronomy course that she took pass fail so she's not there's not really any terrible she's got one you know one c one c and one C plus is that no and two C pluses mostly we're talking B's B pluses so this is not you know the math works out so it's not great for her but it's not it's terrible not not a terrible record here she took and she was taking clearly really um challenging courses she was definitely pushing herself um taking a lot of upper level stuff early on so and and indeed Smith gave her a 3.07 even though I think, uh, the reason LSAC, it worked out to 2.97, I believe is going to be because of, uh, this withdrawal that she took from an astronomy class. I think they count that, um, they might count that as an F, um, because she was, it looks like she was, um, into the semester when she got the withdrawal. Um, yeah. So, uh, I, I think, anyway, I think, I am not really troubled about her academic abilities, even though, um, right, that is not the world's greatest GPA. Let's look at her letters of recommendation. Okay, this first letter is from someone who was um, served in a dean role at Smith and a director of um, a particular a poli-sci program when um, this candidate was there. Um, I just realized I have not picked out a name for this candidate. I need to do that. What are we going to call her? I think I've already, I think she's Moira. This is Moira. Okay, so, um, so this person was uh, director of the program that Moira was in and was also an academic advisor to her. So, uh, and a thesis advisor, so knows Moira, very well. Um, This is an extremely strong letter. Strong intellectual abilities, inextricably linked to her passionate commitment to help others who are struggling in the world. Intellectual curiosity, she engaged complex situations with dogged determination and an ability to stand inside the complexity and tensions rather than fleeing to an oversimplified conclusion for long enough to arrive at a well-reasoned analysis. She was a pleasure to teach, I'm so impressed by and proud of, blah, blah, blah. Um, deeply committed to helping others. Uh, I am confident that her skills and experience will allow her to excel at law school and that she will give back to whatever program is fortunate enough to enroll her. That is an extremely strong letter. That, especially because it's an academic letter, let me just emphasize a couple things. Academic letter is speaking very highly of her. Obviously one of the question marks I have is what what are her academic abilities? I kind of, you know, I wasn't too concerned after looking at the transcript, but um, having someone really go to bat for her this way, someone who knows her so well, that is really great. And remember, this is like six years ago. She graduated six years ago before she applied. and uh so that that person has remembered her all this time and and that is extremely impressive okay now we have a work letter of rec um and it is not it is certainly very positive strongest recommendation uh embodies the values of integrity and excellence uh So it's very strong, but it is only four paragraphs and it pains me to say this, but Moira is a woman and this letter writer is misgendering her and saying he, um, so I'm thinking this is a form letter. So it's still positive, but it doesn't do the work for me that the other one did. Let's move on. Okay, now here's another work recommendation. Uh, that first one was president of the company. This person is the director of the marketing group. Um, so her direct boss. Um, this is, let, let's take a moment and pause here. Often people are tempted to ask the person with a fancy title, you know, someone who's achieved the most in their in their world to write a letter of rec, thinking that that person's achievements will kind of color their own. Uh, not so. Often people who have risen to that level are just very busy people who are self-involved and maybe don't spend the time on a letter that um, the candidate really deserves. So think about that. This one is much better. Um, Moira's attributes are many. She's an excellent communicator. Uh, I rely on her to check the work of our entire marketing team. she's keen attention to detail. Intellect and personal skills, like the la, 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 Energy. This person is is a great letter. Um, So the damage that was done by the other guy is fine. Not really damage, but I mean, he did not move things forward for her. Okay, now we're at the exciting part, which are the essays. Um, Okay. Okay, I was brought up in a family of women strong, determined women. My grandmother, a strong-willed, quick-witted African-American woman, was born in the early 1940s. So she goes through the story of, and then she moves to her mother. um, Another courageous and brilliant African-American woman began medical school as a single parent just one year after my birth. That is interesting. Now this warning note, um, I'm liking this story i want to read this story this is a really strong beginning uh but you want to be careful if you start out by focusing on other people that that you are actually the focus of this essay it's fine to talk about other people but you don't want it to be an essay about your amazing grandmother and mother um because it needs to be about you and how amazing you are although not explicitly because that will be arrogant but you know um, uh, but she does a great job. So she pivots after starting to talk about how she is the daughter and granddaughter of these strong women, um, to talk about how she uh was inspired to and in, in, has been inspired in her life. Um and it is a very well written essay and in, in its um uh, it is it is less um It is more about her personal, it's sort of a a story of like her personal journey, how she got here to uh, applying to law school, what of the elements of her life inspired that. And sometimes that can be a boring essay um, because it's just like walking us through uh, the resume, which I already read and so do not need to read in prose form. Um, But she... Take my word for it. She does this in a very interesting way. She's pulling out details of her experiences uh, to focus on, um, and she does this really well. So she, she talks about her um, time at Smith, and then and now her work, and uh, and how she has been inspired uh, to go to law school uh, to work for social change, um, specifically uh, on behalf of the African American community um and 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 women and uh the intersection of those two groups so um it's about two and a half pages extremely well written and very detailed about what she she hopes to do with her law degree and uh like it's working for me last essay is about why michigan so let's see how that goes this is This is the one, you know, like you can do a great job here or do a stinky job here. Um, Stinky jobs are where you just like cut and paste from the website and great jobs are where you say, tell me something detailed and specific um, that make me think you really know about what the school is and and would like to be here. And she talks about, I am thoroughly impressed by the sense of community um, that she discerns from Michigan law. Uh... And she knows it from have because she is in Ann Arbor, she has, has visited on a couple of different occasions. She talks about noticing interactions among students and faculty members while she's visiting, just sort of sitting back and watching. She said there was an ease, a sense of respect between them that conveyed to me that they were both there for a common purpose. I really like that. Um, she's also spoken to some alumni um, and conveys that. So she's really done her homework and it is really specific. Um, she said, and she just talks, she said, I just feel, I I, I get a great feel of the school. Um, after doing all my research I and, and talking to alumni when I visited, I knew I was home. I was immediately overcome with a feeling of warmth, that it was a place at which I could flourish, that I would be encouraged, challenged, and could evolve. Um, so i really like that and um now i will tell you that this is actually uh someone who already enrolled this is a, an application that's a, a couple of years old i just i remembered it um we've had some requests for for one you know that i go over one that has some serious work experience um and i, I remember this particular candidate and um she gave me permission to use her application so I did admit her and she's been an amazing I'm gonna get teared up she's been an amazing contributor to our um, our community I feel really lucky that she enrolled here Um, and uh, I it's fun for me to go back now and relook at the application and remember all the things that jumped out at me when I first looked at it and think that was right so okay I hope that was useful and uh, I hope you enjoyed walking through that application with me. And uh yeah, that is all I have today. Let me take my camera though and show you what's happening in my lap. There we go. He's not. Okay, have um, wherever you go, go blue.